Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're the king of an empire, and you rely on the slavery of your people to keep you rich and powerful. But you see your people waking up and starting to show dissent. What would you do if you wanted to stay in power? You would sure hope that they forget about it. You would want to distract them, or even better, turn them against each other so that they forget about their original cause. The mainstream media, which we all know is in the business of maintaining the status quo, is doing a great job at doing just that. Advanced, progressive, urban, political talk radio. Politicians who are characterized more and more by legalized bribery and normalized corruption vis-a-vis that big money. By a corporate media that ensures that it's a culture of superficial spectacle but no serious public debate and public conversation for the issues that really matter for the future of the nation, but especially the future of the vast majority of the nation who are working class and poor. Or a serious discussion about drones that drop bombs on innocent peoples. Or increasing police powers that allow persons, Americans, to be assassinated without due process or judicial review. Death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? This is the Alpha Show. Advance. Progressive Urban Political Talk Radio on TruthWorks Network. There can be no mercy. There is but one rule. Hunt or be hunted. The one thing you can't deny, these people are sabotaging this economy. And people are sabotaging this country. This is awful. Hosting the best of pushback talk radio. And now, the man who's got their number. Alpha. Well, good evening. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Alpha Show. Here the Truth Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. 
another good, great Friday. It was a very good Friday here in the Windy City. The temperature was in the 80s, mid to lower 80s. And it was um, very comfortable. The women were out. Freaks were out. Even though it wasn't made, the freaks were out. And um, I guess everyone was just wanted to dust off that that winter soot. But um, nevertheless, here we are. We have um, a few items to cover. Just a few. Just a few. Um, the Justice Department, Loretta Lynch, is investigating the disparage treatment in the Baltimore Police Department. It's putting the Baltimore Police Department under uh, federal review. And um, I don't think it's going to be difficult to find the disparage treatment, the equity involved. Uh, it screams at you. And um, as we look into this, or as they look into this, the, we find that the prosecutor is under fire from lawyers. You see, and I, I want to I want to be very clear about this. When white folks don't like what authority does, they go to their trump card, and that trump card would be the courts and the judges, and because they are the backstop for justice. You see, it's just justice for them. The Fraternal Order of Police, the police union, has filed a 109-page motion to recuse the prosecutor, Mosby, uh, because she knows the attorney representing the uh, the Gray family, um, because her husband is in political office representing the a myriad. They're throwing everything against the wall. And the killing part about this entire scenario is it's going down. Then they lean upon the media who simply wants to make this some type of conflict. I saw an interview with um, the attorney representing the Gray family, and it was on Morning Blow, I mean Morning Show. And they were talking about a conflict of interest, and he flat out called them on it, and they couldn't, they could say nothing. He says, where's the conflict? And he kept asking them, where's the conflict? Because they simply kept repeating conflict. And if you understand what propaganda is, you could just continue to tell the lie, regardless of whether or not it's the truth. You tell the lie over and over and over again. It's a conflict. It's a conflict. And that's all you hear is a conflict. This is simply uh, the prosecutor under fire. And this is what you find when you find the people 
who have the money. And that would be the police union. And I'm going to stick with that theme through most of the program this evening because this is what it's come down to, money. The people with the money won't take no for an answer. The people with the money won't take a defeat for an answer. The people with the money will not take a final judgment. The people with the money will always look to buy their way to what they want. And this is a classic. This is a classic case. I want to play this for you because, of course, CNN picked up the baton for the policeman's union. And here it is. Motion for the recusal of Mosby. What, what's the latest on it? It spells out basically five conflicts of interest, things that uh, the lawyers for the officers see as conflicts of interest. We've heard a couple of them before from the police union. Uh, I will, uh, I'll let you know what they are. Uh, they, this was a 109-page motion, so there's a lot in there. Um, but essentially it talks about Mosby and her husband, Nick Mosby, who happens to be a council member who is in charge of the district where Freddie Gray was killed. Uh, the uh, motion is basically that she is giving him a political advantage. He's getting political gain out of the fact that she charged people because people in his district uh, were certainly chanting for that and wanting those charges to go forward against the officers. Also that she has some sort of personal relationship with potential witnesses uh, that her also office also took part in investigating the case against these six officers. Um, and there's also this pending civil lawsuit against her department, her office, uh, that was talked about. And lastly, there is, and this came up again before with the police union, that she and her husband have a very close friendship with the attorney who is representing uh, Gray's family, uh, and that he actually served as her lawyer at some point, saying that is a huge conflict of interest. Uh, we asked her about some of these accusations because, as I mentioned, they were brought up by the police union uh, before earlier last week. And here's what she said about the accusations, that she simply couldn't be fair and there are all these conflicts of interest. There's a number of crimes that take place in Baltimore City and, unfortunately, in the district that we live. Where is the conflict? Yeah. Would I have to, to, to take myself away from every case or crime that takes place in West Baltimore? That makes absolutely no sense. And there you have it. You see, the operative word here is conflict. And they will throw conflict up against the wall 10, 15 times. But they won't explain where the conflict is, nor will they prove where a conflict is or what the conflict is. And this is the modus operandi that you have coming white folks with money. You see, they wouldn't recuse the bigoted prosecutor in Ferguson. And he had a huge conflict. His parents were killed by African Americans. No, his father, I'm sorry, his father was killed by an African-American. Uh, he wouldn't indict officers who fired into a vehicle over 20 times, killing the two occupants who were unarmed. There was no indictment of grandeur. He supported perjury with witness 40 and witness 10. But there was no call for 
refusal or conflict of interest. And this is what you see. This is what's going on. And this is what goes for politics. This is a manufactured scandal, conflict, however you want to address it, however you want to parse it out. There is no conflict. There was probable cause. And that's all the prosecutor did. She ruled on probable cause. There was no cause, probable cause, to arrest Mr. Gray. So I'm going to hold my breath to see if this prosecutor stands her ground. She's duly elected. This is her job. But the pushback is weak. Why is it that the fraternal order of police, the lawyers, and trying to get their clients off after they've been charged, are basically throwing spaghetti and lasagna and laquini and every other Italian dish up against the wall. And I'm simply waiting for pushback and describing a system of white supremacy where black prosecutors aren't trustworthy. Just like the black man in the White House is untrustworthy. And when this investigation of Loretta Lynch of the Baltimore Police Department comes back, it will be deemed untrustworthy. As this vicious cycle of white supremacy continues. So, just for the record, Hopefully she'll stand her ground. Hopefully she'll tell them all to go to hell and proceed with the prosecution of these six officers. And it was named because every week I'm seeing video. The most recent video I saw was of an officer in Delaware. Now, this happened in 2013. The young man had his hands up. He had stopped running, and he was stationary. He was still. The officer came up behind him and hit him in the back of the knees, buckling him. And as he buckled and fell, he's on all fours now. The officer moved to the side, kicked him in the face, and he and it knocked him unconscious. And this is on the dashboard. And the grand jury would not indict him. Another case of a favorable prosecutor who didn't have the guts to recuse themselves. 
when you see something on tape violates not just the law, but your sense and insults your, your common sense. And yet there was no indictment. The state's attorney reintroduced it to a grand jury. And they indicted the officer. You see, they went from the local prosecutor to the state prosecutor. And you heard the term, for a grand jury, you can indict a ham sandwich. Yeah, but not if you have a favorable prosecutor and you are a police officer. There's no ham sandwich there. But that was one of the latest videos that I saw of police brutality and the injustices of the system that was never supposed to protect black people, period. You can give it a name, call it what you want. But the truth is the truth. Whatever you accept it. And I'm just saying, <laughs> how does that go? I'm just saying. That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. You can't count on police forces. You can't count on the law, the judges, the prosecutors. They are rot with clans with bigots talk to me about good cops I'm still waiting on it I am still waiting on it last Friday it was the night before the big fight the much-hyped, long-awaited, we can't wait for this to go down, fight between Floyd Money Mayweather and Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. All you non-fight fans out there, bear with me. Floyd Money Mayweather was about to step into the ring with arguably his most challenging, his most challenging opponent. Because there was always much value for the Mayweather haters. And I got to tell you, Floyd Mayweather is a jerk. He's a jerk. But on Huffington Post, and I believe it came up on Thursday, was a segment. And the, and the, and the headlines on the segment read, Floyd Mayweather, why he is a dick, a jerk, a hole. And it was nothing more than a campaign ad laying out the five domestic violence charges, cases, uh, some that had been dropped. 
Anyway, he did time for these cases, for one of these cases, and, you know, he did what he had was supposed to do according to the law. And he spent time in lockup. But what I understood this piece to be was a hit piece. Let's put it out there that this is a boxer who beats up on women, too. Sounds like someone's coming in my back door. (laughs) He's a boxer who beats up on women, too. And his cases are well-known, okay? And I say they're well-known because that's exactly what they are, well-known. But I also came across a particular, I also came across a particular pushback. You see, everyone is, everyone is so concerned about the domestic violence of a Floyd Mayweather. And I don't blame him. Like I say, he's a jerk. He is a jerk, period. But what people aren't saying is is simply this. And I want I want you to listen to this. Because when they played this kind of hit piece on Floyd Mayweather, no one bothered to play this hit piece. I want you to listen to this. Picture of the, if the biggest problem in America with domestic violence is NFL. Too good. Black man of the other black man. Say, see, prime example. Domestic violence. America loves celebrity. That's why. Yeah, but you know what? Sixty percent of the eight hundred thousand domestic violence charges every year are filed against police officers. Let me say that again. Wow. 60%, John, look up the number exactly. I'll give you the exact number. Of the 800,000 domestic violence charges filed in America are filed against police officers. But I can see that. Well, right, because, that. again, let's push up that heightened sense. Right. If I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat my wife. Don't you think I'm going to smack the crap out of you? You do something wrong on the street? Mm, Absolutely. Mm. I beat my mother. Oh, let's look at some of the charges against police officers. And wait one second. Believe. That's John, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Two to four times more common. Domestic violence charges in police families than any other group in the country. Yes, yes. but it's also because let's put let's cart egg, apple, all that crap, you know, the egg before the chicken. Right. What came first? You put the guy in a job all day long, every day. He's walking around, got a gun on his side, mm. got to go shoot this gun every fifth second. After dealing with stuff at home? No. Where's the message there? Police in this country not only are prone to violence, 
they suffer from some of the worst PTSD of any group. So when you hear people speaking of the jerk Floyd Mayweather, and he's a jerk, no one's condoning domestic violence against women. But it appears that the nation is turning a blind eye to the domestic violence of police officers. 60% of the 800,000 cases filed in the United States were against police officers. Now, what's the difference? Oh, oh, what's the difference? As if you didn't know. Can you say it with me? Floyd Mayweather. He's not just black. He's a rich black man. He's and his money makes him uppity. I'll be the last person to defend him. But I'm the first person to push back on disparage treatment. And that's exactly what you see here, disparage treatment. Any cop that's facing domestic violence charges should be removed from the job. And it should be treated just like any other domestic. Don't leave it to the, the wife, the mother, the elderly father, whoever, to press the charges. The state should take over. So when I hear people speak about Floyd Mayweather, but I don't hear him say a word about the men in the blue line, the, the, the nation's finest, as we watch them kill more and more people, unarmed people, majority black people. Take it for what it's worth. Call it what it is. Same damn thing. Don't tell me that you are against domestic violence and you don't speak about police officers. Police officers are a, you know, it's one thing to serve your community or so-called protect and serve. It's totally another thing to stand around and say that they are above the law. Since when do the people who are hired to enforce the law become above the law? And that's what we have to worry about. That's what we have to look at when we are watching these types of propaganda hit jobs. And, of course, the fight went down and Floyd Mayweather won a unanimous decision. Do you think that was the end of it? 
No. The jerk Floyd Mayweather, he's walking around. <laughs> and one thing I have to admire about him, he's rubbing their nose in it. Because with him, he's carrying around this $100 million check, which was part, a piece of his payday, $100 million. A lot of money for a fight, right? That's just the tip of the iceberg. Floyd stands to make about $180 million after all the after all the said and done and all the money is counted in for a fight for 12 rounds. And, of course, the critics say, oh, he didn't fight, he ran. Floyd Mayweather is a master boxer, not getting hit. is part of this. Manny Pacquiao is one of the busiest, most active fighters, period. He always has been. He's always thrown more punches than his opponent. Saturday night, Floyd Mayweather landed 148 punches. He threw 435. So he landed 148. He threw 435. Manny Pacquiao landed 81 punches. He threw 429. So in the midst of all of the running, he was slapping Manny upside his head. Well, anyway, he won a unanimous decision, not too close. Manny Pacquiao is about to undergo rotator cup surgery, which means he entered the fight with a bad rotator cup. Now people are suing Manny Pacquiao for his failure to disclose this. And he, but he did disclose it. And he said that he was okay. He did disclose it. Floyd Mayweather is also being sued by one of the women, or should I say one of his baby mamas. They're suing him for $20 million. I don't know. I didn't get into the weeds on that. I simply say this. Take it to court. Give it your best shot. And um, I was gifted, Paige. Someone sent me the fight Sunday, the day after the fight, so I won't have to wait until tomorrow to see it. And it was a 40-minute clip. And I mean, it didn't. It It wasn't messing around. Round one ended ding. Round two started. (laughs) It's a great thing about tape. So this Facebook posting was about 40 minutes. And oh, by the way, it lasted all of one, maybe two days before it disappeared. It just disappeared into the air. So I just, I watched the fight. And I said to myself, what are these people complaining about? What did you expect for it and Mayweather was going to do? He was driving a bus. 
because he took Manny Pacquiao to school. That's the bottom line. That, 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 that's basically what happened. But for all of you who didn't get the the early, um, I guess it was pirated uh, recording of the fight, copyright infringed, whatever the hell it was. The fight will be on Showtime tomorrow evening. I believe it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So if you care to watch the fight, do so. And I simply will simply say this about the fight. It was a boxing lesson. I had Mayweather to win the fight simply because it's a boxing lesson. Period. And as a great movie character once said, I know you all uh, really can down with this saying. That's all I got to say about that. Yes, it's the infamous Forrest Gump. Well, that's all I have to say about this fight and the money that was made from this fight. They're talking about doing it again. They're talking about a rematch. Floyd Mayweather put the brakes on it, calling Manny Pacquiao a coward for not simply acknowledging that he lost the fight, that he got whipped, and he wants to blame it on his rotator cuff injury. Well, okay. Hold on, fight him again. If I don't see another boxing match, and I am a huge, huge boxing fan. If I don't see another boxing match, fine. There aren't too many uh, big draws out there. There are not too many people I want to see fight each other. I'll leave it at that. Um. The Democratic Party has introduced a bill like it's going to pass, like it's going to be voted on, like it's going to be brought up. They introduced a bill that can lead to the impeachment of Justices Thomas and Scalia. A group of Democratic lawmakers have proposed a law to establish a Supreme Court code of conduct that is sure to have Supreme Court Justices Thomas and Scalia in the crosshairs. Thomas, because his wife is a Tea Party promoter, advocate, member, Scalia, just because he's an a-hole. And he's also a Tea Party, Koch brother, conflict of interest running justice. They do what they want. And when the rich don't like a judge that rules against them, they attack them, unless they are from the right, unless they share the same ideology. And that's what you see going on. You have way, way too many conflicts of interest here and not enough people looking to stand up 
We call it out. None of this. None of this should be difficult. We've literally lost our democracy to millionaires. And it ain't coming back. It will not be back. And that's the bottom line. We have lost our democracy to Citizens United and to the billionaires in this nation. The only thing I can say about it is you can't fix stupid. Let me tell you something, folks. You can't fix stupid. There's not a pill you can take. There's not a class you can go to. Stupid is forever. (laughs) Advanced Urban Progressive Political Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. You're listening to The Alpha Show at TruthWorks Radio Network. Where we broadcast brave, bold, and black. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Each Saturday evening, 10 p.m., speaking truth to power and ourselves at our common ground. I'll be listening for you. Talk that matters. Speaking truth to power and ourselves. But all the cuts are on the indigent, the poor, the children, the elderly, the veterans, wounded veterans, over and over and over again. There's no billions of cuts to the oil industry, big agriculture, there are no tax loopholes being closed. They are protecting the wealthy with a half-hearted assist from Wall Street Democrats, President. The same people who will not allow bills to be passed to build, rebuild our infrastructure voted $50 billion to rebuild Iraq's infrastructure, $100 billion to rebuild Afghanistan's infrastructure, but not a dime for the United States. These are the traitors of this nation. Because they aren't in power. See the same thing. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Universities destroy knowledge. Governments destroy freedom. The press destroys information. Religion destroys morals. Our banks destroy the economy. The inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. 
You can go down the line. The Wizard of Oz is 70 years old. Today, if Dorothy were to encounter men with no brains, no heart, and no balls, she wouldn't be in Oz. She'd be in Congress. <laughs> Advanced Urban Progressive Political Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Friday. Truth Works Network, the Alpha Show. Hello, I am Chauncey DeVega. You may recognize my voice from Ring of Fire Radio with Mike Papantonio, the BBC, Sirius XM, or the Tom Hartman Radio Show. And you may have read some of my essays at places like Salon and Alternate. The Chauncey DeVega Show at TruthWorks Network, Mondays, 8 p.m. There's a recent survey, it's actually, I think, experimental psychology, public opinion research, where they asked white respondents about the criminal justice system. And they showed them data before and after, clearly indicating that the system is biased deeply biased against African-Americans and African-American men in particular. And even when made aware of the information, these white respondents, this is across divides of party and ideology, were even more likely to support punitive measures by the criminal justice system, even knowing that they were unfair. The Chauncey DeVega Show at TruthWorks Network, Mondays, 8 p.m. I Declare Show is where we deal with the difficult, real, raw, right now. If it's real, raw, right now, talk media. Come on, baby, say it with me. It can only be the I Declare Show. Talk soon. Join my friend and colleague on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. The I Declare Show with India Declare. Are you breathing oxygen in? Are you raising the energy up? Or are you bringing the energy down? There's no middle ground. It's your real, raw, and right now talk radio. I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Blog Talk Radio. I Declare It. Dealing with the difficult, real, raw, right now. The I Declare Show, baby. To all you mothers out there, I want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Chauncey DeVega, Monday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, here at Blog Talk Radio, and on Tuesdays, any of the club returned um, this past Tuesday. I hope you caught it. If not, Check out the archives. It's the I Declare Show Tuesday evenings at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And tomorrow evening, it's Our Common Ground featuring Janice Graham, host of Our Common Ground. And tomorrow is Bring Your Mother to the Radio Night with Mother's Day looming on Sunday to all of the women, to all of you mothers, 
I want to wish you the very best. Mother's Day. Um, for all of you mothers who are still around, and for all of you who still have your mothers around, I want to say cherish. Cherish them. Mine is no longer with me, and I miss her to death. But that's what it is. That's the that's the hand I've been dealt. And that's what I've got to deal with. But uh, to all of the mothers, to all of the women who are mothers, who have mothers, I want to wish you a very special Mother's Day. People are still trying to call me on Skype. What is wrong with them? <laughs> what is the matter with them? Maybe they don't know. Let me send them a a friendly reminder. Hopefully that'll hopefully that'll get to them soon. And I know why he's probably trying to get in touch with me. Kind of. Probably trying to call me because uh, could they have possibly won? You know, I'm sitting up here. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do a a, a uh, radio program. And my television is just going away. It's got two hockey games on it. The Bulls are playing. I don't. That's probably what the call was on Skype. They're trying to call me to gloat. Because maybe the Bulls possibly beat Cleveland to take a two-to-one lead. But uh, we shall see, but we shall see. I'm busy. <laughs> They'll swear that I just didn't want to talk to them. You know, when you, when you get into the weeds of all of this, you have sons who root for other, other uh, teams. I've got two sons and a daughter. One of my sons is a Cubs fan, and I hate the Cubs. I'm a White Sox fan, and of course, he hasn't won a a World Series in 110 years. And no, I won't let him forget it. But um, that's basically the bottom line here. What am I missing? What am I missing? That's probably why they wanted to call and talk to me. But anyway, I'll come and ground tomorrow evening. I'll be hosted by Janice Graham, and it's all about mothers. Their fears, their worries, but there's also victory. There's a great deal to... um, We can, and mothers can be very proud of. But just treat your mother right. Take her to dinner, fix her breakfast, and it shouldn't just be for Sunday. It should be every day. This should be every single day. 
I see my multitasking will go for naught as I'm trying to verify a a particular score on television at the I would call it at the at the sacrifice of my program. I really need some time off. And oh I will be I will be going on a a hiatus. Yeah, I was right. That's why they were called the Bulls won and they were trying to uh rub it in. But um I will be going on a hiatus within the next two weeks or so. And it will possibly be up until July through the month of June. So Hopefully, we can advance some of the craziness. Some of the madness. Now, let me get back to this. When you get people who are supposed to protect and serve, and yet they are shooting us down, You have to call them out. You see, this meme of all cops aren't bad, but all the good cops are scared. All the good cops are suffering from cervical syndrome. So they are simply enablers. So you can share the good cop mantra. It's not happening. Police have killed over 400 people, over 400 people since the beginning of 2015. That's right. Over 400 people. Death by law enforcement, 91 in the 31 days of January, 85 in the 28 days of February. Given three more days, they would have equaled that record. 31 days of March, they killed 115. 30 days in April, they killed 101. And so far, the eight days of May and the five days of May, because this is when it came out on the 5th of May, they killed eight people. Basically, pencils out to every 7.48 hours police kill an American. And what they needed to do was break it down according to race. And this is a staggering number because Crime has gone down. Policemen have lost fewer police officers from potential suspects. Danger of a policeman's job is down to 41st most dangerous occupation. 41st. Police and sheriff patrol deputies rank as the 41st most dangerous occupation. 
21st. Just so you understand, next time you or someone you know tries to claim that the brave men and women in blue are perpetually fearing for their life so they can get home to their families, they are in a job that ranks 41st in the dangerous occupation category. And it's one thing, I mean, how do they say you can have your own opinions, but you can't have your own thoughts? And yet, the death toll is continuing to mount. And let me tell you why. The police department has fallen prey to the moneyed interests. And I'll call them the money interests, the militarization of American police forces hasn't been paid for by the federal government. Pro-Israel groups in the U.S. have also played a role by financing trips for hundreds of law enforcement officers to travel to the Middle East for counterterrorism training, according to Ali Winston, a contributor to the Center for Investigative Reporting. Money is provided by such groups as the Anti-Defamation League, the American Jewish Committee, Project Interchange, and the Jewish Institute for National Security Affairs has made it possible for at least 300 high-ranking sheriffs and police from agencies large and small from New York to Maine, from Orange County to Oakland, California, to attend privately funded seminars in Israel since September 11, 2001. And let me say this. Israel is the only nation on the face of the earth that practices apartheid by law. So, many of these, especially Baltimore, the Baltimore police forces came back from their training in counterterrorism and the death toll skyrocketed. The brutality rate skyrocketed. Israel teaches brutality because they deal with people of color called the Palestinians. And if you are skeptical about that, try to be a little skeptical about this. XUN official John Dugar, Israeli crimes are infinitely worse than apartheid South Africa. This is on a site, and I believe I'll put it in the chat room, from Democracy Now! As Palestine 
joins the International Criminal Court, former UN Special Rapporteur John Dugard talks about how apartheid case could be brought against Israel in the ICC. I'm a South African who lived through apartheid, Dugard replied. I have no hesitation in saying that Israel's crimes are infinitely worse than those committed by the regime of South Africa. Democracy Now! If you want to get the text, particular article, And they call these crimes um, these orders were given by the upper echelon, the upper command in the Israeli army. Continuous fire, I believe they called it. They didn't care if there were women, children. They didn't care. War criminals, at the very least, at the very least. And that's what these rich Jewish groups have done. They've paved the way and they're paying the bill to militarize the majority of our police forces. And I I think that that in and of itself is really just not unbelievable, but to have uh, the opportunity for someone who has been there, been involved, to tell us that we are allies of Israel. We are the reason that they exist and they are simply following the same modus operandi of the United States and vice versa. And that's basically where we are here. That's basically what we see. And we need to see something other than black people being shot down in the streets, brutalized, police pulling over a car full of black people. And like I said, every week there's always something new. And I almost forgot this particular uh, article. Parole officers. Parole officers in bulletproof vests with badges hanging around their parole officers in government vehicles with a license plate were pulled over. There were four black parole officers. And they were pulled over. Police got out, guns drawn. They had a beat on them. Let one of those black SOBs move. Even when they took one of the, the driver out of the car, 
even full uniform. And I call it uniform because he's a parole officer. He's got his badge around his neck. He's got his bulletproof vest on. He's in a government-marked car. But do you think they would holster their weapons? Hell no. Hell no. And that simply goes, you could just dogpile that on everything else. Just just, just pile that on, because that's where we are in this country. We've gone from slavery, and when they could no longer have us as slaves, they instituted their own new slavery. And that's what we've fallen victim of for the last 70 years, the new slavery. Jim Crow. Slave, the slave patrols, which are now turned into police departments. Take it for what it's worth. I'll simply call the song exactly what it is. Nation. Is maybe one more election away from being a fascist state controlled by corporations, by the moneyed interests. We have a president out here trying to still sell everybody on the TPP. He went to Oregon, to a Nike factory in Oregon, and he chided the 10,000 jobs if the TPP went through. There's only one problem with that. There are 26,000 Nike workers here in the United States. Now, let's add 10,000 to that. That's 36,000. There are 990,000 Nike workers elsewhere. In Vietnam, there are 67 factories of Nike workers. In the United States, we made not one tennis shoe, not one basketball shoe, not one shoe was made in the United States by Nike. They pay 56 cents an hour, a dollar and a quarter a day. Or How do you compete with that? So Nike is offered up the bribe of 10,000 jobs when, in fact, they have over a million people working for them outside of the United States, why would they need to make shoes in the United States if they weren't just for bribery? And I voted for the president twice. Why he's pushing this TPP, I'll never understand. Every union is against it. Everyone that he depended on to become president, both times, are pushing back against it. But why? Oh, well, I know why. 
I'm simply saying this. Actually, it's truly the corporatists. He starts every one of these speeches out with 95% of the markets are overseas. They're emerging markets. What difference does that make if these emerging markets can't afford our products that we make here and send overseas? They can't afford them. So what difference does that make? And why is it that we should give up our sovereignty? You see, the multinational corporations wrote this trade agreement. And if this is nothing more than a backdoor to deregulation, this will deregulate everything that the elected officials have already have in place, that they've already got in place. Because it will only be at the behest of the corporation, at the money interests that the United States even exists. They talk about protectionism. Let's talk about protectionism. Where else in the world can you find consumers like the United States? So if someone wants a trade war with the United States, I don't I have no problem with that. Let's simply stop fooling ourselves. President Barack Obama is trying to pay off a debt to these corporations who have nefariously carried him for the last eight years. Be it the healthcare industry, who winked at him to say, yeah, uh, we'll take the millions of new uh, applicants as they fought him tooth and nail behind the scenes. So did Big Pharma. Fought him tooth and nail behind the scenes. After a while, you have to ask yourself, what does he stand for? What does he stand for? That is a, to me, there is no shirking. There is no backing up. You can't backpedal your way through this now. You have to either be for something or for nothing. You have to make sure that you're not just seen as the the progressive president, which you are far from. Which you are far from. Man, talk about rich people problems. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the rich, the takeover of the 1%. You see, the 99%, they got nothing covered. Here in the state of Illinois, the Supreme Court of Illinois, ruled that the new uh, law that had been passed 
undermining the pension funds, undermining the pensions of public workers when they did not pay into the pension fund for 10 years, and now they want to say, oh, there's not enough money. So let's get a bunch of corrupt Democratic elected officials to go in and change the contract we had with the public union workers. And let's simply cut their pensions down to size, cut them in half. The Illinois Supreme Court said, sorry, it's not going to happen. So they are looking to fill a huge hole blown into their budget. You see, this Bruce Rauner, he wants to cut programs. He wants to balance this budget on the backs of the poor and the needy. He's looking to balance the budget by cutting mental care, by cutting preschool, by cutting. He's cutting from all of the vulnerable people in our city. And all the while, giving tax breaks, corporations, because they are still on that trickle-down BS. And they're on that trickle-down BS, and it'll never stop. They'll continue to say the lie over and over and over and over and, and continue to say the lie over until it's adopted. Look at the lie on Social Security. It's going broke. Chris Christie introduced the, his version of reform for Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. Rick Scott tried to BS the federal government with a lie that now he's had to fess up to. And he admitted that that was just to placate the federal government and fool them into advancing him millions, billions of dollars when he wouldn't implement and expand Medicaid in the state of Florida. They're close to a million people without health care because he simply won't expand it, and it's free. And the people who are dying from it, you see, that in and of itself should be enough to run the Republican Party out of office any and everywhere forever. But not enough white people are dying. Not enough. They're only people of color. They're only the needy. Poor white people are dying too, but uh, they don't count. As long as they can keep their wealth. You would would think that lifting the on Social Security contributions above the $113,000 plateau which will allow Social Security to be sovereign for the next 75 years. You would hope that that would be enough. You would hope that someone would come to their senses and say, well, let's do this. Nah. Uh-uh. It's not happening. It is not happening. 
because all they want you to do is simply die, get away. Here in Illinois, you know, they passed the concealed carry law. And I can see this a mile away. When they passed the concealed carry permit, and they laid out what you have to do to get one. Well, guess what? Just, just, just somebody, anybody, just take a ass-out wild stab at what's happening. That's right. You're absolutely, that's right. Lawsuits have been filed in the city of Chicago against the state. Chicago denies black people concealed carry license. These are black people who have exemplary records. No criminal background. And have met every standard and have attended and passed every class. And yet, they're being denied the right to concealed carry. And the only only response and only reply from the state police is that they don't have to tell us why. As a matter of fact, the young man, I believe his name is Thomas. His last name is Thomas. Um, he got a, a letter. He wrote the state of Illinois state Illinois State Police requesting a review of the decision, assuming that it must have been a mistake. And he says, I have never been arrested or convicted of any offense, either misdemeanor or felony, in the state of Illinois or any other state. I have no criminal record of any type. The state police sent him a letter back saying that the Board of Decisions, this is a new group, couldn't be reviewed. Thomas, they explained, would have to petition a court in order to appeal. How about that for jumping through hoops? How about that for being black in Illinois? You cannot get a concealed carry if you are black in Illinois. And that's what the lawsuit is basically saying. And I gotta tell you, I I was not surprised. I could have predicted any time you have this equality, this ability. You remember when the Black Panthers showed up armed to the teeth, Ronald Reagan immediately went to the, his, other, his white friends in the legislative and banned, I guess, black folks from carrying weapons. You know, this country has never been for black people. It never will be, at least not in my lifetime. And that's where we are. And you can't, you can't sugarcoat this. You can't hide from the facts. You got to call this song exactly what it is. 
a nation of white supremacy. Separate but unequal. There is no equal here. There's not even an attempt for equality. And if you're looking for if you're looking for equality, if you don't have a job and you are not rich, blame yourself. You blame yourself. This is pure class warfare. You're damn right. And you've heard all of that coming from the perpetrators of class warfare. In this case, they're simply using a ninja to save. And that's what's more disturbing than anything. It's not enough to be discriminated against. But the, those few who have been handpicked and enriched are basically fighting against you. And that seems to be the way it's going to go. That seems to be the way it is. The poor won't vote. So where are we? That's right. We all would burn out. <laughs> we are all but burn out, but the fight will continue. I will make sure that um, I'll, um, I guess I'll put myself on a charge to uh, recharge my batteries and get ready for the long haul of 2016. We won't call out the media for their partisan participation in a Republican agenda and a Republican ideology. The mere fact that government has been so demonized and vilified that count on the government. Did you people see the just the the banjo music was playing in the background down in Texas. Somebody held. That's what they call in this military operation that's been scheduled to be done since March. Now all of a sudden they've created this. Obama's trying to take over Texas. Obama's going to declare martial law. And the media picks it up. And the media runs with it. And they do stories on it on a daily basis. And they show a group of white folks sitting in a room, basically calling a military corporal or whatever rank he had, a liar, that they didn't believe him, that uh, the United States government was trying to take over Texas. You know, I'll say this without fear of insulting anybody who worships, who wants to fly this Confederate flag. The only thing that stars and bars represents is a legacy of treason and a legacy of surrender. 
a legacy of cowards. So, if you want to fly the stars and bars, you go right ahead. You go right ahead. Oh, well, I see I see why I was getting calls from the, the bull lovers. I have a granddaughter who has gotten a full paid scholarship, basketball scholarship, and uh, she's a huge Derrick Rose fan. And needless to say, I've been riding him like a like an old mule. Of course, he's been injured, but uh, he is a very, very good ball player. But I'm not too proud to kick them when they're down. Kick them when they're up. Kick them when they're down. That's right, Dirty Laundry. For those of you who don't know the song, people love it when you lose. They love Dirty Laundry. I've got it here in my uploads, and uh, I'll play a little of it for you. And although I do know some of the words, um, I was ago I could have been an actor, but I wound up here. I just have to look good. I don't have to be clear. Let me whisper in your ear. They love dirty laundry. <laughs> yes, I. I am not ashamed to say that I do know some of the lyrics. She's a bubble-headed bleach blonde, comes on at five, can tell you about the plane crash with a gleam in her eyes. People love it when you die. They love dirty laundry. John Henley. And um, the Eagles. Hell freezes over. YouTube it. But they're classic. It's classic music. Classic music I can't deny that I do enjoy because it comes with a message along with uh, my R&B classics that I love, that I listen to. Music, music, music. There is a, a seemingly... A seemingly um, way of life to music. You can take any circumstance uh, in life and you can put one of these music lyrics to it. I do it all the time. No, 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 no. I won't talk about it. I will not talk about it. Talk about cheater Tom Brady. I mean, uh, Super Bowl MVP Tom Brady, okay? That was a blockbuster. Oh, that was a head turn. Emails from Tom Brady. Yeah, look. Let me ask a question here. Was, I, just, I just want to put this out there. You see, because the, the phrase was, more likely than not, Tom Brady knew about the deflated footballs. More likely than not. Circumstantial evidence is Tom Brady is guilty. 
circumstantial evidence says Tom Brady cheated. But <laughs> in the interest of full disclosure, yes. Yes, I had I had the Patriots. Only because someone else picked Seattle. I'm wrestling with the Patriots. But I I have to admit, I am a Patriots fan. I like the Patriots. I like, you know, the way they have won football games, be it Spygate, be it whatever. I do believe everyone is doing it. Tom Brady licensed footballs a little underinflated. The Super Bowl footballs were underinflated. So, and then in the second half of the Colt game, which most of this came from, the referees had taken control of the football as they outscored the Colts 21 nothing. As they dog-piled, stomped them, WWE wrestling kick-stomped them into submission. And that's all I heard all day long, Tom Brady. Will the New England Patriots Super Bowl be – should we put an asterisk diet? Oh, asterisk, asterisk. Somebody cheated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Rodriguez cheated. He just passed Willie Mays on the home run list, too. He just passed Willie Mays. So, you have to understand one thing, America, black America – Tom Brady is white. Has anybody been looking? Has anybody been paying attention? Tom Brady is white. The commissioner of football is white. So when he was caught up lying through his teeth, there is no punishment. They paid him $35 million. The NFL did. Oh, no, by the way. Ah. And oh, by the way, the NFL has voluntarily given up their tax exemption. So the NFL will be paying taxes on those billions. Don't think it's not without a caveat. They will be hiding a lot of this money. Now, next should be the churches. Every church in this nation should be taxed because there's nothing more dishonest, nothing more deplorable, nothing more grifter-like. Then God pimps. I'm not going to mince words. Then God pimps. I'll tell you what. All of you listening to me, send me $300 so I can buy me a jet, okay? All right? When former pimps become preachers, when gifted silver-tongued charlatans become chicken-eating, shit-grinning preachers, somebody tell me about it. The God pimps are too 
numerous. Yes, yes, yes. I know they are only men. And isn't there something in that book that says, you know, look, I also posted in the uh, chat room on occasions the difference of exactly where your damn religion comes from. Where does that religion come from? And if you don't know where it comes from, I'll simply direct you back to the posting I put into the chat room a few weeks ago and the um, history teacher, the master of our history has just passed away, made his transition a couple of weeks ago. Dr. Ben Yokohama. I know I murdered I murder his name every time out. Right out of the gate. Dr. Ben will enlighten most of you as to where your religion came from. You see, there was a time when the only religion we had was the master's religion. It was the master that told us what to think, what to say. It was the master who sent someone into the black church to watch over what the preacher said so that he would not inflame thought so he would not really uh, affect thought. It would not be able to tell you that, hey, this is what we think and this is what they're telling us to think. So the white man was sent into the black church to watch the preacher so that he would not incite rebellion against the monster. That's basically where your where your religion comes from. And in all of the teachings, people like Dr. John Henrik Clark, YouTuber. You took Dr. Ben because at every turn they will tell us where and how the white man stole what's on the pyramid walls as they tried to chisel it out and claim a civilization as their own and claim ideas as their own. You have to be pretty lame to have gone through this entire, through your whole life and realize that the religion you've been taught has been a lie. I don't, 
I don't disparage anyone who accepts what they've been told. That's fine. Go right ahead. Talk about the Ten Commandments when there were really 42. And the 42 initially came from Egypt. It's on the pyramid walls. It's on the walls. And we simply don't have people, preachers, or anyone else with simple courage of their convictions. I've been told a lie about something that I believe in all of my life. And then I come to find out something different. What, am I going to be quiet because it simply makes me sound bad? Facebook. Enlightenment. Enlightenment is a page. And on this page, they speak about the commonalities, the similarities to the religious teachings and to the honest truths. If I can, I'll get it in the chat room for you. Because I think everyone should see this. Everyone should just listen to it. I'm not trying to convince you to turn on your lifelong belief in who you've been told to worship. Just simply yourself. Because there's a young brother here who's um, not only talking sense, but uh, he's basically showing you, and he's showing you because it's been artifacts or on the walls. It's only about five minutes, so take the five minutes to realize you've been alive to the majority of your life, and you can still believe in whatever gods you want to believe in, and you can still do whatever you want to do. I care less. I could care less. That's like the shooting in Dallas when, what's her name? Pam Geller. Now she's she's got the uh, she's got the lifelong um, bounty on her head, and I've never been able to understand this. But uh, when you have a religion that is so sensitive that ridicule of what they worship drives you ape crap. Are you, are you in the wrong religion? I don't know. I'm just saying. I just raised that issue. But I posted it in the chat room. You get an opportunity to, to, to click on the link to Facebook called Enlightenment. This brother takes you through a very short history lesson. And if you YouTube Dr. Ben, 
he can explain it to you. He's got um, quite a few, quite a few, um, dissertations, speeches that he gives laying out the history of our religion before we came here. I was given a particular religion that uh, suits their death grip on our minds. And it's been quite successful because all over this country, millions every week go through the church the God come spend it as they will. There are a lot of churches that do a lot of good things, but now it's becoming even more difficult than ever to see the good churches or to distinguish the good churches from the bad churches. I've seen, you know, just like I see the the police brutality clips. I saw a clip of a lady said they suspended her from church. Oh, they suspended her from church. Because she was a little late. And when the usher lady, she called it, who was telling her that she was late, of course there were attitudes, you know, so she's a black woman. I found that to be quite amusing because she said they suspended her because they they said she cussed three times. And what she said was she caught herself. That's like saying, blah, people. <laughs> when the evidence is overwhelming, circumstantial, as it may be, it's overwhelming. And that's where you are. That's, that's what you see and that's what you hear. And that's where we are. Jobs report, come on. 62 straight months of positive job growth. 126,000 jobs created last month was revised downward. So instead of 126,000 jobs, we only created 85,000 the lowest mark in over a year. However, this month a different story. 223,000 private sector jobs, you know, that they've tried their best, damnedest Republicans have tried everything in the book to kill public sector jobs, government jobs. Shrinking the government is their duty. And instead of there being a progressive pushback in keeping these government jobs under the auspices of smaller government, the Democratic Party, along with the Wall Street Democrats, the Blue Dog Democrats, so there isn't much of a progressive party. Progressive parties are few and far in between. Progressive parties simply mean one thing. We need to message. Now, we need to message because they're winning. They're winning pure and simple. The economic program laid out by Bernie Sanders, and oh, by the way, 
Not only was Bernie Sanders ignored by the media, they want nothing. They want to marginalize him as much as they possibly can. Bernie Sanders is advocating flat, straight out to invest in schools, roads, bridges, and airports. Well, we already know Republicans have filibustered. They're not going to invest in schools, roads, bridges, or airports. They're not going to transition from fossil fuel to renewables. They're not going to make it easier for workers to join unions. They're not going to raise the minimum wage. They want you working full-time and living in poverty. And then complain about how many people are on food stamps. Government, as the government gives more assistance to corporations than anyone else. They're not going to allow equal pay regardless of sex or gender. It's all right. They're not going to reform the carcinogens of a trade policy that sends our jobs overseas. See, we we make nothing here. We make nothing. So there's nothing we can sustain. They're not going to make colleges affordable. Bernie Sanders is looking to break up the big banks. He's looking to make health care available for all. Medicare for all? He's looking to expand Social Security, Medicaid, and food stamps. And he's looking to reform the tax code and close corporate loopholes. All of these things, all 11 of these, poll over 50%, and some over 60 and 70, with the American people. And we can't get what the American people want because of the money that has bought the so-called elected officials. Talk to me about bribery. This is legal bribery. And it's legal bribery intended to keep us fighting amongst each other to keep us at each other's throats because they're telling us that somebody's trying to take what we should be getting. Oh, it's the illegals, and that's what they want to pivot to. That's exactly why our schools are being starved financially into failure to justify privatization. That's what it is. You've got nowhere to go. You've got all. They want to tell you you're liberals, which makes you bad. You're liberals. You want to give people stuff. You want to give everybody stuff. And that's the bottom line. We want to give everybody a hand. Not because Reaganomics didn't work in the majority of our um, the majority of our people in this country um, have become victims of trickle down. 
that the millionaires and billionaires have the offshore tax havens to hide their riches in. That to starve the beast is to reduce taxes on the wealthy. Start unfunded wars because the drumbeat is to attack a rank. Allow your Wall Street buddies to defraud the global economy. Bail them out with taxpayer money. You see, privatization is about feeding at the taxpayer trough. I don't care what you privatize. It's always subsidized by the government. But the government is what they rail against the most because the government is getting people who are in need a hand up. And that's a bad thing, unless you're a corporation who is benefiting from a government handout, unless you're a rich politician who's benefited all your life from government and government handouts. Tell me how you can have 21 C-271 cargo planes sitting, dying at an Air Force base in Arizona at the cost of one, excuse me, at the cost of $1.6 billion. And the only thing I can get out of you is let's cut food stamps. The only thing I can get out of you is let's uh, cut Social Security. That's the only thing I can get out. But somehow we are giving away stuff to poor people. When in fact we're giving away stuff to rich people. We give away three to five times as much corporations. Did anybody see J.F. Bush? Come on. Come on. Now George Bush is his foreign policy advisor. But how do you say it? He's his own man. I'm my own man. And the and and the killing's part about it. He's his own man and the media just backed on up off of him like he pulled a damn straight razor or something. Don't talk about it. Make liberal, being a liberal a bad thing. Keep the likes of George Bush somehow relevant. All through our history, you can't free the American slaves or America will collapse. You can't allow unionization or industry will collapse. You can't grant equal rights to women or society will collapse. These are conservative arguments. You can't collect federal income tax. Economy will collapse. They have been using fear mongering for over a century. You can't restrict 
child labor or the economy will collapse. You can't enact Social Security or the economy will collapse. There's always this impending prophecy of fear. This will destroy jobs. If you give people health care, there will be millions of jobs. Well, none of this has come to fruition. And yet, they are still allowed to BS a rather stupid American populace. I say they're stupid because actually they are. Everything points to progressive liberal programs that have worked, that have a history of work. But yet, we still have absolutely nothing to say about it. 914-338-1610. Somebody's got their hand up. 404. 404 at this late hour. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Hey, Alpha, I just wanted to, 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 to second the emotion that you're, 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 you're expressing this evening. Well, Don, I want to thank you, man. I've got uh, three callers, but nobody's got their hand up. And, uh, you know, somebody told me if I asked questions, somebody would answer. Well, nobody answered my question. <laughs> And let me let me state this here. Remember, uh, the Supreme Court Justice Brandeis stated, "Quote: We may have democracy, or we may have wealth concentrated in the hands of a few, but we cannot have both." And so that's where we're at. We're in an oligarchy. We have the wealth that's uh, transferred uh, to the corporate uh, elite. And the 1%, when you look at the 1%, anybody want to know what the 1% is, go to the census in America and look up uh, the top uh, uh, earners, wage earners in this country. And you'll find out who they are and what categories that they're in as far as economics is concerned, how much they earn, how much their wealth that they have. And so when they have 99% of us struggling out here, and supporting and working to support the rich, and then uh, and you have the political money that's persuading uh, the the, uh, the government elected officials to uh, implement policies favorable uh, to them. Then this is what we have, and this is what we're facing. And uh, I doubt if Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, gets an opportunity to uh, try and change the. The system because it's a worldwide system. Now you've got the trade agreement that the president is trying to pass in secret, which strengthens the uh, hand of uh, the 1%. Uh, so, you know, I mean, this is where we're at. Uh, you know, you, you, you put up some good uh, information there in reference to the website. Also, uh, you know, Amos Wilson, Dr. Amos Wilson, I would advise all of us who are uh, progressive, uh, you know, and want to know the truth and want to know the facts and take the emotion out of the situation, uh, you know, Google Dr. Amos Wilson on YouTube and study and follow, uh, you know, uh, and, and what he says about uh, the right, situation. Don. Okay, let me close this up today, Don. 
I want to thank All you right, for your call, man. Appreciate it. And thank you very much. Like I said, I'm down to a few seconds. As a matter of fact, I'm past a few seconds. Thank you, Don, for your call. Greatly appreciate it. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes doom. Ratings are more important than the truth. Our government builds twice as many prisons and schools. It's easier to find a Big Mac than an apple. And when you find the apple, it's been genetically processed and modified. Presidents lie. Politicians trick us. Race is still an issue. And so is religion. Your God doesn't exist. My God does, and he is all-loving. If you disagree with me, I'll kill you. Or even worse, argue you to death. 92% of songs on the radio are about sex. Kids don't play tag, they play twerk videos. The average person watches five hours of television a day, and it's more violence on the screen than ever before. Technology has given us everything we could ever want, and at the same time, stolen everything we really need. Pride is at an all-time high, humility an all-time low. Everybody knows everything, everybody's going somewhere, ignoring someone, blaming somebody. Not many human beings left anymore, a lot of human doings, plenty of human lingerings in the past. Until next week, people, I guess it will get a little more interesting. The nation is in a quandary. It's a mess. You've been listening to The Alpha Show. Join us next Friday night, 10 p.m. Alpha will lay it out. It's just damn politics. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, The Alpha Show. TruthWorks presents The Alpha Show. Each Friday, 10 p.m. It's Fire in the Belly Friday at TruthWorks Network. Bring your own rocks. The best. A political pushback. Just damn. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus